Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. From now until kickoff, Fred Hubner and Brian Handler talking Bears football. Listen live on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app presented by Points Bet Sportsbook. Also brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, ComEd's Energy Efficiency Program, Marquee Sports Network, and CBDMD. Are you ready? Um, yeah. Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. If they told you before the season that the Bears would have five wins in the first half of the year, I'm sure a lot of Bears fans would be really excited. They're five and three. Now they start the second half of the season, the uh, second eight games, and there's not one Bears fan I've run into that uh, is actually <laughs> excited. Not, not a single one. I can't find one. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner with you here on the Points Bad Sportsbook pregame show. Brian, how are you? I'm uh, doing well, Fred. I guess they're feeling kind of the same way down in Tennessee, though, aren't they? Uh, both teams coming off consecutive losses. They can both point to the win column and say pretty good, but... Uh, you know, if you're if you're watching these games as a fan, like you're alluding to, you kind of know what the reality is. And now the real reality is, you don't know who's playing the offensive line. I'm trying to figure out who these guys are. Yeah, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to jump on in? When you went to bed last night, you said, "Okay, I think I know what the Bears' offensive line is going to be. I think I know the guys that are backing them up." Nah, no. Uh, the Bears this morning have placed offensive lineman. Uh, Lachavius Simmons on the COVID-19 list. He's the third offensive lineman to go on the list this week. He's out. They brought up Aaron Neary. He's been elevated. Now, I was telling I was telling Tyler Rocky, my producer, as I was sitting here watching soccer before the show began, the Bears backup offensive linemen sound like guys that play in the English Premier League. There's, uh, Arlington Hambright, I thought, uh, you know, that yeah. guy sounds like he's from money. That's yeah, well, yeah, he does, and he actually gets to start. He'll be starting yeah. today. Forget players. They sound like teams. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of some of these soccer teams. Yeah, there's no doubt. So you've got Arlington Hambright. He is starting at the left guard position. Alex Bars, who's not played center before, will be your center because mm-hmm. Sam Mustaver got a knee injury uh, after he played bad, a yeah. couple games. Uh, Rashad Coward's going to be the right tackle because Bobby Massey is out. Affetti, and remember, he used to be a defensive lineman. But right, you know. right, yeah. Uh, Jermaine Affetti was on the uh, COVID list, and now he's been activated, so he's off the list. So he will start at the right guard position. But some of the names that have been elevated, who you may see, because the way the Bears' offensive linemen have been going down, there's Dieter Iceland, yes. Bandera Traore, and now Aaron Neary. So these guys are all waiting. And they're chomping at the bit to get uh, a chance to block uh, and to protect a um, Nick Foles. And uh, it's it, it's funny, too, because a lot of people have said, well, you know what, all these injuries on the offensive line, the Bears should just run the ball. And it's like, well, hold it, don't you, like, need an offensive line? Well, yeah, but you also need an offensive line to pass the ball. It's like, I have no idea. Matt Nagy's play call, instead of, like, the big Denny's um, thing, he's going to have, like, a, a a Chinese fast food menu. 
in front of them. One that just folds open. It's about, you know, three inches across, about eight inches high. It's like, okay, these are the only plays I can run today with the guys of I have. Of the number eight. Yeah, of the yeah, number eight. Exactly. Uh, well, it's, t- it's a time to wild the nation with the T formation. Yeah. I think maybe so, right? Yeah, I'll have the number eight with the spring rolls, please. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can see it now. Um, so I don't know why, you know, what's the point of having that big thing? And they, they've got to... You know, and, and last week we saw a couple of plays. I mean, they scored 23 points and they still lose again. How about that? Yeah. You know, and. Tied a season high, which, you know, uh, right. Let's take with, a moment to think about that and digest that. Tied a season high for the second time they scored 23 points. Which is and had to go to had to get to overtime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Know, last second field goal. You know, this is the Cairo Santos revenge game. Let's not, you know, bury the lead here. So that's good. He got cut from Tennessee last year after going 0 for 4 yes, he in did. a game. And and now he's MVP of the team? I don't know. He could, it, yeah. it could be all Cairo Santos. Just get within yeah. 50 and we'll let him kick. That's he uh, He's made his last 11. He's 14 of 16 overall. He's made all of his extra points. And as you alluded to, he went 0 for 4 as a Titan last year at Nissan Stadium. And they immediately cut him. But their kicker's not much better. And that's weird to say when you see here Steven Goskowski's name. But he's had major problems this year. One week he'll miss yeah. everything, and then the next week he'll make everything. They have no idea what's going on with their kicker either. So it's a very interesting game right now. The um, according to uh, PointsBet Sportsbook, the uh, odds are uh, Bears getting six and a half, and the over under is I know I wrote it down 47. 47. I actually went on PointsBet and I said, you know what? I don't think they're going to score even close to that. I actually took. I blend it down to 34. I think hmm. it's going to be like one of those wow. 16, 13 games. So what get, odds are we getting at uh, 34? Oh, I, I, what did I say ahead? I think it was 5 said to 1. 5 to 1, yeah. 5 to 1, hmm. yeah. So what the heck, you know? Well, the good news is this Titans defense, well, something's got to give because the Bears don't like to convert third downs. Right. And the Titans defense, all they do is allow teams to convert at like 66% rate, right? Yeah. And the Bears are about 30% on third down conversion, so – I, which I don't know which way it's going to go. Someone's going to have a good day. <laughs> I don't. I uh, I don't know. They'd wager on the Bears necessarily, but in the red zone, the Titans allow you to to do whatever you want on third down, pretty much. Well, that's good. That's good. And I was looking at some of the highlights too from last week's game against Cincinnati. One thing that you know they seem to get to the backfield, but they couldn't get to to Joe Burrow. That now the problem is Nick Foles is pretty much your stationary guy. So if the Tennessee Titans can actually get past the Bears' offensive line, which you would think would be pretty easy today. Um, Nick Foles is going to be right there for him. So uh, Matt Nagy is going to have to call a lot of uh, quick run plays, quick pass plays. They may not be able to get the ball to a Darnell Mooney because you may not have uh, Foles have enough time to drop back into the pocket and actually throw the ball. 312-332-3776. Hanley and Hubner, we're here all the way till kickoff till noon, and we've got a special thing for those who are listening. At least one of you, uh, if you keep listening. We have the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. We have a, a contest going on. All we're going to ask you a little bit later on is to be the 10th caller. Really simple, right? You just got to be uh, 21 or over. It must be a resident of Illinois. Your prize, a $300 game day package. Hey yeah, $100 in on-site wagers on horse racing. This is at the uh, Points Bet Sportsbook right over at Hawthorne Racecourse. $100 in on-site wagers on sports and a VIP gift bag, complimentary horse racing program for the group. Um, we'll let you know when to call a little bit later on in the show. Again, we're here for two hours, so stick around. And uh, you can always find the official contest rules, ESPNChicagoContest.com. So stick around. I um, 
Am I eligible because of my Breeders' Cup day? Yesterday? Oh my God! I was I just gonna—I was just I gonna get to that. I didn't have the Aiden O'Brien trifecta, which uh. paid I think seventy to one over thirty to one over twenty. So he was like zero for sixty-three in American races. Yeah. The Irish trainer, and he he swept the trifecta in a race, and I think the fifty cent. Try paid seventeen thousand and change or some ridiculous number. Yeah, yeah. I I went to the OTB yesterday and I came up with I had one winner. Uh, it was a horse to finish second, and I had it to win in place. That was as close as I got all yeah. day long. And the one that won, and for those who are horse racing fans, I will now forever, as long as I live, will always look at the also eligibles because in my lifetime, usually if there's a horse listed in the program as an also eligible, he's not running. Uh, and apparently, this horse was scratched from a four thousand dollar race the day before, and a four thousand dollar race. Yeah, really cheap, like a ridiculously cheap. And all of a sudden, the what's his name, Australian something, and he ends up winning and paying one hundred and forty dollars. Well, and, there's that. Yeah. yeah. So that that was Aiden O'Brien. Uh, yeah, horse. that was yeah. it. Right. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So they scratched so I need that hundred dollar. I need the hundred dollar uh, betting voucher. So oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give it away instead. Yeah, we'll give it away, and uh, maybe maybe you can meet us and give us a tip uh, <laughs> when you go on over to the uh, Points Bet Sportsbook over at Hawthorne Racecourse. I've had some friends over there. They said it's very very cool. Today's a great yeah. day to be there on a Sunday, watching the games, betting the games, and uh, they also have live horse racing at uh, Hawthorne on Sundays. So that's a good thing. And like I said, you. you pick up some of my money um you know because i definitely left it all over the place 312-332-3776 as you mentioned the titans they come off a loss to cincinnati uh 31-20 loss to the bengals last week and the bears with their loss in overtime but the bears on a, on a daily basis we've had nothing but news um about covid about losing players about things like that and it's been very very difficult for them to figure out what they're going to do now they're five and three they've lost a couple of games earlier this week, uh, Matt Nagy was asked, what do you tell the players with the way things are going right now? Trust is powerful. It really is. It, that, you can use that word to so many things. And, you know, in the offseason, we talked about love and we talked about where we're at and we talk about trust. We talk about unity, togetherness. And I think the biggest thing, Dion, with our team is what you find is this, is as long as they know the why and they know what's going on, they feel a lot better. They feel a lot more comfortable with coming into the building. They feel a lot more comfortable knowing that they trust you. That's the most important part right now. They just want to understand everything. Well, that's nice. He lets he informs them of everything and lets them know everything so they feel like they know everything that's going on. But, Fred, it speaks to what we all believe, that, that Matt Nagy is a guy you want to play for. Yeah. And that in the building he's well-respected, well-liked by the players and by everybody else. No question about that. Khalil Mack was singing his praises the other day about, I think he said he's a heck of a guy, and he is. If you're around uh, Matt Nagy, and we've been fortunate enough to, to be, have been so, yeah. um, he's, he's just a great guy. You'd love, like you said, you'd love to have him as your next-door neighbor. He's a guy you want to have a beer with. That said, you know there, there are huge issues beyond the, the depleted offensive line. There are huge issues with scoring 23 points just twice in the first seven games. You know, you're averaging between 16 and, and 23. That's your your sweet spot for an offense in, the, in an NFL. That that's not good enough, nearly. So, you know, five and two. Um, this is not make or break time. You know, if you lose at Tennessee today, it's a three-game losing streak. And usually in the NFL, if you lose three consecutive games, jobs are on the line. People get fired. Yep. Or, you know, and now down in Tennessee, they lost two. And John Robinson, the GM start cutting people, including Vic Beasley, who he owes the balance of $9.5 million signing in the offseason. Guy had three tackles, no sacks, 
you know, didn't look like he really wanted to play much football. You know, came in late, didn't get on the field till the third game of the season. But they even cut their long snapper, Bo Brinkley, who's been there forever, right? So, you know, they shook up the team a little bit. Now, the Bears don't maybe have that luxury because they're so depleted with, with COVID and injuries right now. But here's here's a telling stat or an updated uh, over-under wins for the Bears. Uh, before the season, last week before the season started, they were projected in Vegas eight and a half wins for the season, right? Okay. Updated this week, five and two Bears, eight and a half wins <laughs> is projected. Now, now I, I'm, I'm not really good at math. Yeah. But they're going to get what four, four more wins along the right, way here, right? And and they do obviously. They get the Vikings twice. They get Detroit one more time. You know they've got some. Yeah, some, Jacksonville, Houston. Yeah, yeah, you would think, but that's not. I mean, for a team that came out of the gate so strong, at least record wise, that tells me you're going to be stumbling here the rest of the way. But that said, you should make the playoff field no matter, right? Yeah, you should. I mean, uh, you look at the standings really quickly right now. And Green Bay's on top of the division six and two after they got a chance to just to walk. Basically, it's called a walkover when you play the Niners this year because you know they wow. all these all the injuries. It's ridiculous between injuries and COVID. They had so many guys missing. Um, and then when Garoppolo and Kittle both go out, it's like okay, well that's basically their team. And then Debo Samuel was out with some other th- with uh, COVID and all this stuff. But Green Bay's six and two. The Bears are five and three. You look up and down the NFC. Second place teams in the NFC: Washington two and five. New Orleans five and two, Arizona five and two, with the Rams five and three. So you know the Bears are right there. They're still there for the possibility of getting into the postseason. And in the NFL, I know in baseball everybody thinks that they go to practice saying, "Listen, we can we can win the World Series. We can get to the playoffs." There's 30 teams, and most of them know they can't. But you can't go in that way. In the NFL, everybody thinks when they start the season they can make the playoffs. Um, even Jacksonville, maybe. Um, so, I mean, the Bears right now, they have a, a possibility. And people say, well, what's the difference if you get to the playoffs? There may have been a host this week on uh, ESPN who would say, what's the difference if you make the playoffs? You're not going to win anything. Uh, you, you can't go that way. You've no. you got to make the playoffs, and then you got to go day at a time. you got to prepare for a team, beat them. Prepare for another team, beat them. Things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Teams have gotten into the postseason. Who knows what's going to happen? It would be nice if you get a couple of guys healthy, um, but you but don't it, know. In, in the very least, it's great experience for guys who've never been in a playoff game. Oh, right? sure, sure. I mean, okay, so look, you know, updating the odds. Uh, last week before the season started, the Bears were 3-1 to one to win the division. They're 7-2. to two. So, it's obviously, it's a two-team race, right? So you have to wonder what the Packers, they, they look terrible one week and doesn't look like they have a defense. Yeah, they brutal against they, Minnesota. Yeah. Right, and then they feast off the Niners because the Niners got major issues. But, you know, the the odds to win the Super Bowl were 22-1 to 1 going into the season for the Bears because of that defense. Now it's 28-1. to 1. I wouldn't put a dollar on 28-1 to 1 because I've been watching these games, right? And we, we sure. live with the Bears. But... Yeah, you know, who knows? Like you said, it, you get into the postseason, you can win a couple games, make some noise. Uh, you know, I I don't know what Nick Foles is going to look like. Maybe get playoff Nick Foles uh, there, you know, and Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, and he is carrying the team at that point. Um, and it's a tall ask, a tall, uh, tall order, but, yep. you know, you got to get there. 
You yeah. got to get there. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We'll see what happens. 312-332-3776. We'll talk a lot about the Bears. We'll check in with J.D. at 11 o'clock. We'll also hear from a guy that was supposed to be and almost was and actually for six hours was the Bears head coach, Dave McGinnis, who does some of the commentary for the Tennessee Titans. We'll hear from him. He was on with Cap and Jay Hood earlier in the week on their um, – Eye on the Enemy segment. We'll also check in with Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet Sportsbook, and he'll give us uh, how things are going on the Bears game as we approach kickoff, a noon kickoff. We'll get to all that. Your calls, 312-332-3776. Remember, PointsBet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the PointsBet app. Do it now. Hanley and Hubner here on ESPN 1000. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I'm sure that very few people or maybe there were some out there, expected Nick Foles to come in for Mitchell Trubisky to have worse numbers. Uh, Right now, Trubisky left with an 87.4 quarterback rating. Nick Foles has an 80.2 quarterback passer rating. Trubisky had six touchdowns, three interceptions. And Nick Foles now has eight touchdowns with seven interceptions. Uh, Their interception percentage, uh, Trubisky's was a little higher, 3.4 compared to three. Um, but Nick Foles has not been the Nick Foles that I think a lot of people had expected, uh, in this offense, including Matt Nagy. I thought that, I think he thought that when he made the switch, Nick would slip in there and things would work a little bit better, Brian. And right now, uh, nothing seems to be working very well right now. Well, maybe get Tyler Bray, who's been with Matt for eight years, and now is your number two quarterback, right? <laughs> Elevated from the practice squad. Well, they they asked really. They asked. They said, "How would you feel Tyler Bray would be?" Because well, I hope he would know the system. He's been with me for eight years. Yeah, that's even yeah. scarier. Okay, that Tyler Bray has been there. I mean, hope he knows the system. Jeez, <laughs> I mean, we should he he should be able to teach the system. You would think. Well, you would think, but again, uh, given. The guys around him, you know, maybe it will be a pleasant surprise in all these next guys, next guy up uh, situations today will uh, acquit themselves. I mean, Sam Mustafer held his own last couple weeks, right? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they'll surprise us, but I mean, that's a lot to ask, right? When Jeffrey Simmons, Daquan Jones, Jack Crawford, they're probably, you know, they haven't seen film on these guys, but they're probably thinking, boy, we should have a, we should have a day with sacks and, and hurries and, and quarterback hits today. Sure. Yeah, you would think they would. Um, the Bears come in 30th in scoring offense. Their last and explosive plays uh, since Foles took over. Now, it's funny. Going into the season, you would have thought that if there was a explosive plays, it would be Allen Robinson, maybe um, Miller, okay? Maybe Anthony Miller would actually take that next step. Um but right now, so far this year, it seems like Darnell Mooney, the the rookie, is a guy that has made some really nice plays. A lot of people excited about him. We actually put up a poll question. Um, which Bears rookie will have the better second half of the season? Cole Komet, 
Jalen Johnson at the cornerback position who could be tested today and uh, Darnell Mooney. Which of those three? You can go to Twitter at ESPN1000 and uh, vote on that. And I like Darnell Mooney a lot. There's been a couple times, even one of the big catches last week, he had to slow down. He's got such speed. I don't know that Foles is used to throwing to guys like that. Yeah, and I voted for Cole Komet, even knowing he's got a groin injury. Who knows how healthy he is going out there today. But, I mean, when are you going to use your second-round pick and actually make him part of this offense legitimately, right? I mean, I still don't understand why why you don't give him a, a real good opportunity to see what he can do. Uh, it's just it's, it's frustrating because the couple times you have thrown to him, it looks like he, he gets it, he knows it, and he's not intimidated by the situation. Right. Yeah, not at all. And um, I know that with the offensive line, being what it is right now. Charles Leno really is the only guy. You got Now you have Jermaine Effetti. So two of the five guys are guys that have been there. Alex Barr is snapping the ball. I don't know if he ever did that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully this week he has a little bit. And then you have Arlington Hambright at the left guard position. You have Rashad Coward at the right tackle position because you need a big guy there because Bobby Massey is now out. Diana Rossini was on ESPN. Tyler, was this ESPN TV or was he? Yeah, this was the the Sunday NFL Countdown show. Okay, and Diana Rossini was on, and they were talking about the Bears and the Titans. And she said, according to what she's heard from uh, the Bears and their organization, they want to run the ball. Titans pass rusher Jadavian Clowney will not be active in this game. He's been dealing with some knee pain all week long, so he's not going to play in this one against the Bears. And that's actually some really good news for this Bears offensive line, which is really shuffling around here. We've got two new stars. Starters. We've got one player playing in a position he's never played in before. This entire O-line dealing with both injuries and COVID-19. It's something Matt Nagy has been preaching to his team all season long. You better be ready because your name will be called if we have problems. And they've got some problems on that O-line. So what does that mean for Nick Foles in this offense? Well, I talked to some guys on the offense yesterday. And it sounds like they're going to make a little change to the game plan today. Look for them to run the ball more here. The thought is they want to get Nick Foles to get that ball out quicker but we do know he loves going to Allen Robinson when he does want to throw that ball look for Malcolm Butler matching up against him today Robinson saying Butler's a really tough guy a really smart football mind so that's going to be a good one to watch up close but in terms of the Titans defense Sam it is no mystery here this defense has struggled all season long, but they feel really confident that they can force Nick Foles to make mistakes and expose them right in the middle of the pocket. Well, that wouldn't be good. Uh, making mistakes for Nick Foles, that's not good. We've already said, I already said how many interceptions he has so far with seven interceptions in the games he's played so far. 312-332-3776. I just don't know how you can run the ball. Does that mean more Cordero Patterson, or does that mean that you give David Montgomery the ball 25 times? Well, I mean, Patterson, what, 75 yards, 26 carries, yeah. 2.9 yards. I mean, he's just a guy right now, right? And yeah. I, you still don't have that bell cow, and unfortunately, you're facing Derrick Henry today. I mean, you're, you're not only facing Derrick Henry, they have, actually have depth at running back. I mean, they're, they're average. He's on pace, basically the same numbers he put up last year to lead the league, 1,540 yards rushing, 16 TDs. And at this point going into the game, he's got 775 and 8 TDs. Almost exactly half. Almost exactly right, right? And they've got some guys behind him in Foreman and and Nichols, and and, and the Bears don't seem to have one guy they can get going on a weekly basis. So you're going to see plenty of Derrick Henry. I mean, the Titans, one thing they do is run the ball at 7.5 yards per carry. And, you know, the Bears' defense, unfortunately, last couple weeks is, uh, you know, start to come back to earth a little bit. So... 
we'll see if the defense can tighten up and, and you know, kind of shut down Henry and give the offense a chance to break that 20-point uh, barrier. Help. Now, you look at a lot of the numbers, and I'm, I'm weird. I uh, I know I understand analytics. Um, I know what they are. They're all about, but there's so many of them. And people have come out and said, you look at what uh, Khalil Mack's been able to do this year, and Khalil Mack's numbers are he's like third in um, uh, third in quarterback pressures uh, or fifth in quarterback pressures. I think with 33, he's right there as an edge rusher, one of the tops in the league. A lot of times, it's okay. I want to see you get to the guy. It would be nice if you could actually get to the guy and take him down. He's done that a couple times. Uh, but he is going to be tested this uh, today with Derrick Henry running the ball. And Mac talked earlier this week about trying to slow down a Derrick Henry. I understand how big and fast this guy is. And, um, he's a special talent. And it's going to be a great challenge for our defense, man. Uh, one that we're looking forward to, man. Is, uh, yeah, it's, it's another week in the NFL, man. It's just annoying. Knowing that you're gonna to have to go against a guy like that, um, and, and 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 the rookies or, or the young guys, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a it's gonna be unique, but it's gonna be fun to see, and it's gonna be a fun challenge for us. The thing with Derrick Henry is he's a huge guy, and he can yeah. he can knock people over, but he's also has tremendous speed. It's ridiculous the speed he has. Remember that 99 yard running head where he was just shoving people out of the way and then half the people couldn't catch him running down the sideline. This guy's an amazing running back. We saw this a lot in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I mean, you talk about talent and, and being to run through, being able to run through people and run around people. I mean, that's why as long as he stays healthy, I mean, he's a handful and a half. Yeah, he, he definitely is. The Bears are going to have to try and slow him down on the defensive side. Back to the Bears' offense for a second. I was leading up to this, and I, I went away from it. When you look at the Bears, um, Darnell Mooney playing well. I think a lot of Bears fans are excited about the future, what he's going to bring to this offense. I've been excited for the last three years, I guess, for Anthony Miller. It just hasn't been happening. Usually it's been injuries. But after a game he had last week, which was a little bit better, Matt Nagy was asked about Miller's continued growth and especially what he did in the Saints game. He's really, really uh, detailing where he's supposed to be. I feel like his his routes, his route depth, his recognition with coverages, he's improving. I love, I love that about the kid, and he practices hard. So um, the growth there is continuing to, to go in the right direction. Uh, my biggest challenge now to, to Anthony, right, and to all of us is let's, let's stack these together now. Let's not have a real good game and then come back and, 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 and be nowhere to be found per se. And I think let's stack them up a little bit. That's going to be my challenge to him and, and, and see that thing going every day and every practice. You know what the beginning of that sounds like? When you when you look at a guy in college, a receiver in college, who's going past a guy who might be an accountant in his next life and not necessarily a, a cornerback. And a, a Miller went to Memphis, didn't he? I think Anthony Miller went to Memphis, so he's playing against some guys that may not be going up to the next level, okay? So he's he's getting open, he's getting off guys, he's getting off the line of scrimmage, no problem. Then he comes here and you realize, you know, he's not a great route runner and uh, he, he's kind of undisciplined here, and it takes two, three years to learn that. Then the, the great receivers... Like, you know, you got a guy like in Pittsburgh with Claypool all of a sudden has, has exploded for the Steelers, and it's been amazing. But Anthony Miller has show, shown you flashes over the first couple of years, but not nearly what you've expected. And all of a sudden, Darnell Mooney comes out of nowhere being a low-rated or, you know, a low-round draft pick, and all or a higher-round draft pick, whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden, he's he's been able to do things. So it would be... 
you look at the wide receivers, and with Allen Robinson and Miller, if he continues to get better, and Darnell Mooney, that's nice. You've got some speed. you got some guys that can catch the ball. The tight end with Cole Komet, it's like, okay, you're building. But in the NFL, you can't wait too long to build. And uh, unfortunately, that seems what they're doing with Matt Nagy. Yeah, and look, you should be excited about Mooney, and it's great to hear Nick Foles. I mean, going back to Miller, it's great to hear Nick Foles saying they're really developing a rhythm together. Okay, you know, you, you got to see the numbers follow that now. And, and Mooney, you, there's a lot to like about that. But, you know, today it shouldn't be let's try to air it out and have it air Foles. I mean, this, the Titans are allowing 128 yards on the ground. They're 22nd in the NFL. You'd better start establishing that run early. Because, you know, heaven forbid, you're, you're, what, a touchdown, almost touchdown underdog Almost, here. yeah. In fact, what, only one game the Bears haven't been an underdog so far this season? Right, right. This will be, so, the, be the, eighth, what, the, the eighth game in nine yeah. that they're the underdog. So, I mean, you know, take advantage of what they should be able to, to give you, right? I mean, you should be able to establish, even with a makeshift offensive line, you should be able to get something going against a defense that's not very good against the run. And because if you do fall behind by a touchdown or 10 points, then you're going to have to go to the air. And, you know, it'd be great to go out and play from a lead because we know the third quarter has not been your friend. So you better, you know, build a little bit of a cushion in the first half. Yep. Yeah, that would be very nice. Uh, maybe we can bet the over-under on time of the game. Uh, I'm guessing under 255. Oh, a Mark they, Burley type game. Yeah, if they keep running the ball, yeah. you know, it'll be under a three under the three-hour game. 312-332-3776. Callers, hang in there. We will get right to you. Taking a quick break. Hanley and Hubner here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000. Now the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show continues. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Before we get to the phones, 312-332-3776. couple of inactives just coming across. Um, Calvin Ridley, uh, wide receiver for the Falcons, is inactive, as is wide receiver Kenny Galladay uh, for the Lions. They take on the Vikings up in Minnesota. Running back. Stafford's back, right? Yeah, Stafford is back. Stafford is active. I just saw that. He is definitely active uh, for the game today, which is good for me because my quarterbacks have all been going down and I needed to find one. Um, Phillip Lindsay is active, the running back for Denver. And also, the Bears inactives have come across and... When you look at it, I don't even know if they have enough players to have inactives. They're also banged up. But um, you have center Sam Mustafer, defensive lineman John Jenkins, and Roy Robertson Harris. I love Roy Robertson Harris. Yeah. I, 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 every time he's in, he does something and makes something happen. He's always been really good. And I, Urban, uh, what's it? What's it? Yeah, Brent Urban. Brent Urban. He's good for one a, big play a game at least, and he gets all pumped up all the yeah. time, and he's up running around. He's great to watch. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, obviously, Travis Gibson. Gibson's the only one that's uh, not dealing with an injury. But because of that, you, one name you don't hear on the uh, inactives, Riley Ridley. Riley Ridley is active, first time this year. So they have a choice. Yeah. They yeah. Have, well, yeah. Well, with Javon Wims, a swing and he connects to the helmet. At least the guy. At least the guy from the Saints did get fined. Uh, he got fined fifty one hundred dollars finally after he stood up there and said, "I don't know, I didn't do anything." Hey, he's yeah. the same guy that you know that his teammate took a swing at in practice too, right? right? So, right. so he, his personality rubs people the wrong way, I guess. And whether he spat on Javon Wims or not, it was interesting. Ryan Pace this morning said that just like Matt Nagy, they're still talking about considering 
team discipline after he serves his two game sure. uh, league suspension. Yeah. Um, you know, good luck. I, you know, you just you can't have that. I mean, and and punching a guy in the helmet not once but twice. You know, lucky to fracture a finger or something too. Exactly, it's not the brightest thing in the world. But let's be honest, Brian. You and you and I've been around stuff long enough. Mm-hmm. There's always a teammate you want to take a swing at. Absolutely. <laughs> there's Absolutely. No, there's no doubt. No names. Uh, no, no names. T.Y. Hilton is officially inactive for the Colts and Christian McCaffrey, my number one pick in my fantasy league. He's back. He is back for the first time since week two. Uh, 312-332-3776. Don't forget, you can always uh, uh, text is it, yeah, you can always text a uh, Jeff Meller. He'll answer your uh, fantasy questions all the way up to 12 noon. And Meller will be back here along with Howard Griffith for the postgame show uh, as soon as the Bears game is over against the Titans right here on ESPN 1000. We go on out to beautiful Woodridge. And, Bill, hello, Bill. What's going on? How you doing, buddy? Doing well. What's up? Good. Bill Eisner from Sports Phone still talking to you, Freddie, after all these years. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. All these years. I'm amazed we're both still standing. Oh, and decades. Decades. <laughs> yes. So hey, what's up, Brian. Bill? All Sports right. Phone, I love my, it. Thanks. Here, here, here's my question. So you're saying Cole Komet, groin injury, one play. Mitchell Trubisky, one play. Injury? Are our guys not conditioned well? How do they get injured in just one play? I don't get it. <laughs> well, you know the the thing, Bill. We appreciate it as always. The thing with um, Komet is, I thought Komet had some nice things. Uh, they've gone to him early in a couple of games. He also, I don't know if you remember this, Brian. There was a situation where um, Montgomery had like a, I want to say it was a third and two. Or third and four, and he had like two yards, and all of a sudden it looked like he was stopped. Cole Komet got behind him and pushed him for the next yeah. two yards, and they got the yeah. first down. And uh, they went to the sideline, Komet, Komet and him, they were like high-fiving, and, I, and that was nice to see. Um, the thing with Trubisky, some people have talked about it this week, not a lot, but I had no problem with the Bears putting him in and running with him. Of course, when you put him in, you know it's going to happen. There's a lot of things when you put a guy in the backfield, you know what's going to happen. Usually when the Saints guy uh, comes in and gets the ball, you know what he's going to do. Hill, yeah. yeah, Taysom Hill, you know he's going to be running the ball or you know some kind of thing like that. And then he gets hurt in the one play. I had no problem with that. People say, how can you take your, one, your, your backup quarterback and put him in for a play like that? You know what? It's football. I mean, you know, years ago, you'd have running backs who would return kicks and punts, uh, a la Gale Sayers. Now it's like, well, you can't have him return kicks or work on special teams. You might get hurt. It is football. Things happen. Guys get hurt. And even on that play, you didn't see anything that, you know, you thought Mitchell Trubisky was hurt. Things happen in football. No. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately it was him his shoulder. Him. Yeah. It's his throwing shoulder, too. Right. Throwing, you know, he's had issues with the other shoulder. I mean, you don't, he, his future isn't here with the Bears, obviously. But you don't want this kid to now have to deal with an injury that that would further depress his you know value on the open market when he hits it after this season. So, you know, he, he's he's a, a guy that you know everyone in that building likes and, yeah. and roots for. So it's not like he's a bad apple. He just wasn't uh, worth the, the the amount of resources you invested in him to get him second overall in the draft. And, and to answer Bill's question, way back in the day when Lovey Smith was here, there was a stretch where, and I'm sure you remember this where the Bears had a ton of guys going down with hamstring injuries. Mm-hmm. They haven't had many of those this year. These injuries are more, you know, a shoulder, a groin, things that 
you know, I don't know that you can necessarily prevent groin injuries, shoulder injuries. You can help prevent hamstring injuries. I mean, you know, doing your stretching, doing the other things and that. But I think with all of the new facilities they have up at Hallis Hall and stuff like that, these injuries they're getting, um, you know, besides the COVID uh, injuries and COVID sitting out with COVID, the injuries they're getting are just injuries that happen when you play a, a contact sport like the like football. Yeah, I mean, Cody Whitehair with a calf. I mean, he's a center, right? right? Things things happen. You plant your leg wrong, you get hit while your leg's planted, something pulls, and you deal with it. So it's it's bad luck more than anything else. But, you know, that said, you know, today's not the day to have gadget plays, and you don't have Mitch Trubisky to throw in there and try to be Taysom Hill. Today's right. the day to just to, to play boring football. Today's, the, you know, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And and take advantage of their their defense, which on third down usually allows you to pick up a first down. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and the good thing is the Bears' red zone defense has been very good, and their third down uh, defense has been really good. I mean, it's 29, uh, 30 percent they're allowing third down conversion versus 61 percent that Titans are are allowing. So, you have some positives. You have some things to hang your hat on here. This this is not an unbeatable Tennessee no. team by any stretch no. of the imagination. Yeah, they're not the same team we saw in the playoffs last year. Uh, they're not that good right now. There, there is one guy they got to keep an eye on, Corey Davis, who last week had eight yeah. catches, 128 yards. He's a guy that's going to be lined up across from Jalen Johnson quite a bit this week. And we'll talk to J.D. about that and about Jalen Johnson. Again, if you want to vote on our uh, Twitter poll, you can go to at uh, ESPN1000, which Bears rookie will have a better second half of the season. That's where we are right now, 5-3 and three for the first half. Let's see what the Bears do in the second half. The three names, Cole Komet. Jalen Johnson, and also Darnell Mooney. Um, one thing, and you just talked about it, about how the Bears might come out offensively and what they're going to do. It's been a point that the media have been bringing up for three to four weeks, maybe more, is when will Matt Nagy consider giving up play calling? Because we are, you know, you know us, we're all the football experts, and we all know that things aren't getting called the way they should, so we all think that Matt should give it up. Um he didn't necessarily say that he will. He didn't even say he'd consider it at this point. But one of the questions to this week was, will he actually consider simplifying it just a little bit because of the lack of experience in the offensive line? We have some guys on this team that you'll see uh, as we go here in regards to who can play center and how that goes. And um, I think that's why it's our job to make sure that we get guys prepared. Yeah, that, That's where we're at right now, and we'll do everything we can to, to, to make sure that they can play fast. So uh, simplifying things and, and allowing them to play fast is something that that will do. Uh, and if, if there's something that's in there that's too much, then we can't do that, you know. And I think that's where it's the question and answer from us with the players. And then being able to evaluate them, for instance, not having practice yesterday, today was a long day for us because we had to catch up with some of our other stuff that we missed yesterday on the field. But they did a really good job mentally. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, really in all three phases. So we'll uh, we'll continue to simplify as much as we can so that we can play fast and play better. Yeah, the practice had to be canceled on Thursday because of the uh, COVID, and uh, they were able to practice on Friday, and then they also found out that Jermaine Effetti was going to be able to play, and uh, that was a good thing. At least having at least having two guys on the offensive line that have played it uh, quite a bit. 312-332-3776. PointBet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on the sports you care about. Download the PointsBet app do it now. Get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20. 
with code ESPN. Hanley and Hubner, we come back. We'll give you our Tito's tip of the game as the Bears get ready to take on the Titans down at Nissan Stadium, a noon kickoff. And remember, as soon as the game's over, you come right back here and you can hear Jeff Meller and Howard Griffith with the postgame show here on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with the new morning show, Cap and J Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, keep listening throughout the show. We're here till noon because we have the points bet pregame um, contest. Um, we're going to have this each and every Sunday now through the rest of the season, the final eight games of the season. And um, the prize is $300 game day package, $100 in on-site wagers on horse racing at a points bet sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse, $100 in on-site wagers on sports and a VIP gift bag, complimentary horse racing programs for the group. Uh, must be 21 or older, must be a resident of Illinois. Keep listening. We will have um, your chance to call and win uh, a little bit later on in the show. Right now, time for our Tito's tip of the game. Tyler's got a great one, but let's go first uh, to Brian Hanley. You've got a uh, Tito's tip of the game for today? I, I do. When the Bears do throw the ball today, uh, Malcolm Butler has been a pretty good cornerback for the Titans. On the other side of the field, they no longer have Jonathan Joseph, which was that guy was getting picked on week in, week out, looking every bit his age. So he was one of the guys that the uh, GM cut this week. So they go to a Dory Jackson or they traded for Desmond King. So if you're going to throw the ball, here's your tip. Don't throw Malcolm Butler's way. Test whoever the new guy is and see how that works out for you. Okay. And we've been talking about running the ball so much. And I know that despite the fact that we heard that when he came, he led college football in broken tackles. If I'm not mistaken, in the first quarter last week, they showed that David Montgomery led the NFL in ta broken tackles this year um, and breaking tackles. So if you're looking for someone, I think today's the day where you may see a nice game from a David Montgomery and maybe even a touchdown. I don't want to say or two because that's, that's you know. Yeah, that's, don't get greedy. No, I'm, not, I, I'm thinking a touchdown from David Montgomery and actually a nice game if you are um, looking for someone for a tip. But you know, I asked um, Tyler Rocky, our producer, if he had a good um, tip for the uh, Tito's tip of the game, and his is better than either one of ours. Tyler? Yeah, no, gentlemen, it's time to mute your TVs this week because we have our favorite announcing the game today. On the Visa Halftime Report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. That's right. Dick Stockton <laughs> on the call this week for yet another Bears game. You know, I'm looking through the announcers who are he calling games Ron for Burgundy Fox. Yeah, he did. He well, you know Ron who Burgundy. else went Ron Burgundy this week? Now, tell your <laughs> listeners what you love most about shaving. So... When you look at the Fox lineup for this week, there's a great uh -huh. website out there, 506sports.com. It gives you the announcer breakdown, the maps of who's calling what game okay. and, and where you live and what game you're going to be getting in each window. And I'm looking right now. First of all, Joe Buck and Adam Amin with the week off for calling games for Fox this week. 
Huh. So well, Joe did the Thursday night game, he did, right? Yeah, but he usually still does the Thursday, and then he'll do the the but game of the comp, week. He had comp days coming from the World Series. Yeah, probably. Oh, sure. Did exactly. Adam Amin really? Did Adam Amin ask for a day off? I mean, he doesn't have any Bulls games, which he he will have if the season would have started already. Yeah. See, they're in when you're in that use them or lose them days. You got to take them right yeah. by the oh, end yeah. of the year. They don't carry more. You're right. So exactly. Joe, you're Joe, right. you know, he's 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 just regular guy, like you know, anyone in a regular job. <laughs> Joe could take the month off and still have more days. <laughs> yeah. But, so you look at the lineup here, and Fox does have a pretty good slate in the the noon window because Bears-Titans, at the end of the day, is still going to be a, a very solid game. I mean, you're looking at two teams, what, both 5-3 and three heading into this game? So you've got Carolina-Kansas City. Of course, you can't ignore the Patrick Mahomes factor. Seattle-Buffalo is going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't get Joe Davis on this game. We couldn't get Kenny Albert on this game. No, we get Dick Stockton with a, a couple of above 500 teams. Okay, I am I am the lone dissenter on Joe Davis. I talk about generic announcers. There is no more generic announcer than Joe Davis. He sounds generic. He never adds anything to the broadcast. He just explains what he's seeing. I don't I don't get it. I know he's a friend of Abdallah's and Blacks. They love having him on. He does the Dodgers, right? He does the Dodgers? Yeah, yes. he took over yeah. for Vince Scully. Yeah, no, I, think about that. I don't. I there's like no personality. He did one of the games in the playoffs. He did a couple of games. I'm going. There's no, you know, it's just like a guy who's you picked him off the street and he's just going to tell you what's happening. But he's not going to uh, give you anything. Since we're getting since we're getting Dick Stockton, is Leslie Visser going to be on the sideline? Uh, I would prefer. She's much better than him anyway. Are they still married? Aren't I they married? I don't think so. If she's smart, I would say. Not. I would sure she left. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know they were forever, but yeah, I liked her. I liked that too. She always did a good yeah. job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Tito's tip of the game, and obviously the best one, mute the TV with Dick Stockton there. Uh, <laughs> it's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka. And uh, if you don't mute the TV, you may need a little bit more Tito's. Yeah, there's a better tip. <laughs> yes. Make it a double. Yes. Get the grip. Just to make it a little more bearable. My guy, Eric Barlin, Lundo, and Tito. And yeah. The, they're there for you. Some they're, great they're stuff. They're there to make a Sunday better. Yeah, yeah, I got one sitting right there. Um, but you look at this game, the Bears, um, and, you know, you got to you got to stop your losing somewhere along the line, right? And Or I guess you, technically you don't, but it would be nice to stop your losing. Uh, you lose back-to-back games to the Rams in a game where you really didn't put up much. New no. Orleans, when you had an opportunity to win right near the end of the first half, you give up a touchdown. You know, which was ridiculous. I don't you know what Jalen Johnson Saints, was doing. The Saints go 20 20 a 20 point run, yeah. right? Again, and, and the defense wasn't all the blame, but at some point you got to stop the bleeding, right? You yeah. know what the offense is about. You had a lead, and, and well, there yeah. you go. Well, Waddle and Sylvie earlier this week, they had a guy that knows a little bit about offense. Kurt Warner was on with the guys, and uh, he had thoughts. And I'm sure he, somewhere along the line, you got to bite your tongue a little bit. Or did he? Let's see. Kurt Warner, thoughts on the Bears' offense? Well, I don't think they're very good. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't you know think what? Hold have... it right off the bat. He didn't bite his tongue. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> right off yeah. the bat. He's been watching, too. Yes, he yeah. has. I hope Prob- Matt Nagy's not listening. That's <laughs> negative. Yeah. That's, that's you know, hey. Here's, I had to stop it there because I was just enjoying it. Kurt Warner, let's go on that offense. Well, I don't think they're very good. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have much consistency. I mean, I, I think they have some decent skill players. Um I don't think that's a question. Uh, I think their offensive line struggles. Uh, there's just not a lot of consistency there. You guys know that they can't get anything in the run game going. So then it falls to the pass game. 
And, you know, I think the bottom line in the past game, as much as anything, is your quarterbacks have been extremely inconsistent for a long time. You know, since Mitch got there, he's been pretty inconsistent. And then, you know, Nick taking over, uh, you get the same thing. Uh, you know, and it's I was talking on our network today is that, you know, you kind of have to, to figure out what works best for you. You got Mitch, who doesn't make as many plays, but he also doesn't make as many big mistakes. Or you have Nick, who will make some big mistakes for you, but then he'll also make some big plays for you. And so you got to kind of balance and figure out, okay, which of those formulas is the better formula to have success? And I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, obviously they were undefeated with Mitch, but – you know, I think we all know that you know that they were lucky or fortunate, you know, late in the games to to come back and make some plays to to get some of those wins. It wasn't because they were getting a lot of production from their offense. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. One one other thing Warner said I wanted to get to um, because Waddle and Sylvia were trying to figure this out because the Bears have been trying to figure it out for decades about how to find that next guy, that quarterback that's going to be the guy that's going to be here and be here for a while. And uh, they asked Kurt Warner, how do the Bears find their quarterback of the future? It's not easy. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have to go get a guy that, you know, maybe hasn't, you know, proven that he's that guy, you know. And it's a hard thing because bottom line is what we know is, you know, I don't know if there's even 32 of those guys in the world. Um, you know, that can be, you know, a top-notch starting quarterback in the league. And so that becomes the hard part is what do you do if you don't have one? You know, how do you win if you don't have one? And obviously you guys have a great defense um, that can keep you in a lot of games, but you got to find somebody that can, you know, can make enough plays to help you win. And so, you know, is it going out and getting a guy like a Jameis Winston that, you know, probably isn't going to demand much because – hasn't played for a year, and we all know some of his struggles last year. And can you find that guy that can give you a, a, you know, a big upgrade over what you have while you wait to get into a position to, to get the next guy if he's not? Because you're right. I mean, how do you do that? You know, if, if you can't draft one, I mean, if you can find your Russell Wilson or your Tom Brady, um, you know, more power to you. But, hmm. um, you know, but if you can't pay him in this day and age – you're not going to get one, you know, you're not going to steal them away. Or if they're a free agent, you're not going to, you know, be able to, to bring them in if you don't have that kind of money. So you kind of look for somebody that, you know, maybe has shown some signs, you know, like, you know, Patriots got Cam Newton this year. I mean, can you steal one of those guys to give you a stopgap until you, you know, can go down that road and, and find another one that uh, that hopefully becomes your guy. And the Bears have been stopgapping it for decades, Brian. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, I found, I'm not the only one, Kyle Trask would be wonderful in a Bears uniform, right? Uh, the Florida quarterback. Yeah. Uh, what, four TDs, five straight weeks? You're not going to be in position to get that guy, right? And Sam Darnold was everyone's, you know, that that's the guy. He's going to be a, a stud in this league. It hasn't worked out in New York, right? They're trying to develop him, and he doesn't have much around him. But, yeah. So so, what do you do here? I mean, it, 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 I think Bigsy wrote, Brad Biggs wrote this week, the general thought is if you miss on a quarterback like you missed on Trubisky when you, you draft that high and he's not the guy, it sets a franchise back at least three years. Now think about that. So when you're flailing away at this position and Nick Foles doesn't appear to be the answer, you're, you're, you're not only stuck in neutral, you're actually, you know, you're setting your, your franchise back in terms of years, not just months. Sure. You can't recover from that. So 
you know, and, and look, Cam Newton, you know, that's been fading the last few weeks. Yeah, too, he was brutal much, in his last game. Right. Yeah. So as good as it looked early on, who knows? But, yeah. you know, you're not in a position to, you don't have, have the draft resources anymore to be up there. You're going to be just good enough to not have uh, a high draft pick, right? So, you know, good luck. If you're Ryan Pace. The Bears with injuries, the Bears with COVID. One guy we know that doesn't have those things is our guy, J.D. Jeff Dickerson joins us next in about two minutes here on ESPN 1000.